Hey, this is Steve from Endurance Path back again. Uh, welcome back to the audio version of Endurance Path, and more specifically, episode three of my 2014 race report series. If you're just joining in and maybe you missed the first couple of these, or maybe you missed the uh, the opening opening show, uh, go back and listen at least to the very first episode and kind of give you an idea of what I'm doing here and how this has started, and then, then some of the other shows that I'm going to put together. But the way I'm kicking off the podcast is going back in time and putting together an audio version of all of my old race reports. So this is actually July of 2017 that I'm recording this. And this episode in particular is going to be the uh, my race report from the 2014 Red Wing Classic. So Again, this is race number three from the 2014 series. The first race or the first episode was my first Lutzen 99er. This is back 2014. And then the second second episode of this series was the Shawamagon 40, which was my second one actually. And then now uh, this episode. So thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. So after the Shawamagon 40, I was not really wanting the race season to be over. I... I Felt good about the Shawamagon 40 race, and I just wanted to get another race in. And if I remember correctly, and I, I could be wrong on this, but I believe the Red Wing Classic that year was rescheduled. Maybe it was rained out earlier in the season or something like that, so it gave me the opportunity to do uh, another race. So I had completed the uh, the St. Croix Falls Wooly Mountain Bike Marathon race in the spring, and I kind of wanted to see how I if I had improved against the same, same field. And I didn't know if all the same field would show up, but I'm, I was sure some would. The, uh, and the Red Wing Classic was going to be my last chance to do that until, until the next year. I didn't have a fat bike at this time either, so I wasn't going to be able to go fat bike racing that winter. But anyways, for those that don't know what the mountain bike marathon is here in Minnesota, it was a new race series this, this year in 2014, uh, and it was a lap race. So it was a three and a half hour lap race that you had to start your last lap prior to the three and a half hour mark. And you had to finish it prior to the four hour mark in order for it to count. They still do that same marathon mountain bike race series at uh, most of the, the Minnesota mountain bike series races. However, it's just a four hour race. You start your last lap prior to four hours, you get to count your last lap. Uh, laps usually range anywhere from, you know, 20 some minutes to 40 minutes or something like that anyways. But, uh, anyways, I had always kind of had an interest in doing a, a 12 hour or a 24 hour race. And this was kind of a, these were perfect for me to find out if I was interested in doing that with the lap races. And I, I, I could kind of rabbit trail off of here and, and, uh, I still kind of have an interest in doing those 12 or 24 hour lap races, but it's, I don't, I really like point to point races. I don't have a, a big interest in, in just repeating the exact same laps over and over again. I love point to point or I guess one single loop races. I like going to a race where the entire trail is new, or at least most of the trail is new. I don't like doing, you know, repetitive laps. Uh, so I don't, I don't actually do a lot of like weekend series races. Anyways, it's just what I like to do. So I, I, that's, it's, uh, that's where my interest is at. I, I still, I still have an interest in doing one just for the experience, I guess. But, uh, 
At any rate, at the Wooly race, I had finished 28th out of 39. And I remember back to that. I don't have a race report for it, but I was just obliterated. Uh, I remember my back being sore. I remember the whole last half of the race, whatever, my last half a lap walking the, the hills in uh, West Ridge over at Wooly every time. And yeah, I, I just, so this was a good opportunity to uh, see my improvement throughout the the year. I had actually went down to Red Wing the weekend before to check the trails out. And uh, I was glad I did. And I was also glad that the, I think it's the Stairway to Heaven trail was not going to be on the marathon loop, but uh, it was well worth driving down there. So there I was race morning, hoping there was going to be a good turnout. Like I said, I wanted to just, I wanted to see how I stacked up against the same competition. We took off from the start line uh, fast, and uh, at least it was fast for me, especially with three and a half hours left of racing. Uh, I took off from the start line and tried to tried to hang at the the back of the lead out pack, uh, and this was a pretty aggressive group as we approached the single track. The the pace was feeling a lot quicker than what I wanted to go, uh, but I also wanted to see see if I could hang. And I, I talk about this a lot in some other race reports and whatnot, and those that have been following along the last last few years, they know that sometimes I'll go out a little harder than what I probably should, but it's you like to see where you stand and then find out what you got to work on, see how far off you are. Um, you know, sometimes it can ruin your race though, <laughs> but it's just it's just part of it. But by the time we made it around the field, I had dropped off the back end of that lead pack and could see the leaders were definitely jumping out and, and separating themselves. The The start of the, the race for me is always a, a love-hate thing, and I'm not going to go in. I wrote some more about it here, but it's uh, I like going out hard and fast, seeing where I stand. Um, I, I also love the aggressiveness and the chess match part of as you approach the single track. Uh, but then I also... I hate that part when like people get impatient. It just, it drives me, drives me nuts. And I, I actually remember, remember this part of this race. We hit the single track. We had caught some of the lap traffic from one of the other category races. And then this caused a bit of conge- a lot, a bit, a lot of congestion. I remember we were wheel to wheel when we came into those, like that whoopty section there at uh, Red Wing Trails. And uh, I, str- I was struggling to keep my bike up on two wheels. I was trying to avoid ramming the person in front of me while the the guy behind me kept sideswiping my rear wheel like five or six times. I wrote that on a race report. So that's why I got the details on it. But, uh, we managed to get around some of the lap traffic. Once we got out of the whoop doos got spread out and, and, uh, all that kind of stuff. But it was, that was, I remember that being a very intense through there. And my bike handling skills were terrible at the, the time as well. I raced fairly well, but my first lap made it through the hills and climbs and all that stuff pretty good. Um, momentum is key to me, and it still is when you're hitting any type of hills, flowing down one and, and carrying momentum up the next, not waiting until you're halfway up the hill to start pedaling, but pedal coming into it. Um, the problem was that I had another three three plus hours of racing after that first lap. I held in, I held in strong the first three to four laps, but I was still, I dropped time every, every lap. I dropped about 30 seconds a lap and then I ended up dropping a whole minute between lap three and four. And that's where things started to, to come apart for me. By the time I had finished lap four, I was, I was feeling, feeling the fatigue. Uh, lap five, I dropped another minute and a half 
off of the previous lap. Uh, I was gunning to get seven laps completed before the three and a half hour mark so that I had a chance to finish the eight laps. At this point, I was starting to push the limit of that, that being possible. Uh, I had to finish the rest of my laps back under a 30 minute pace in order to get the eight laps in at that point. Uh, and just for reference, like my first lap was 28 and a half minutes. The second lap was like just over 29, third lap, 29 and a half. Um, so I was, I was going to have to get back on my race pace from the beginning in order to make that happen. I took off hard on lap six, got real close, uh, got pretty loose coming out of one of the last whoopties and crashed. Uh, not a problem. Quickly jumped on the bike and in the first pedal stroke, sucked my derailleur into my spokes. So that was a problem. Uh, it, it turned out that I had bent my derailleur hanger when I crashed, got it straightened out, pushed my bike up the next hill and, uh, got back on and started riding. So there I was, no one that I had really pushed the borderline of getting lap seven and before the three and a half hour mark, about a mile and a half later, I was passed by one of the leaders, uh, that was basically putting a lap down on me. And I figured I'd try to, to hang with him, to keep my pace and motivation and just see how long I could hang. Uh, apparently I didn't have the same bike handling skills because in the tight switchbacks, I, uh, I washed out my front tire, hit the dirt hard. I remember that. Uh, no one hurt. Bang my right quad pretty hard on a rock or tree root or whatever it was that I hit on the ground. It took me a bit to get off the ground, five, 10 seconds. Pulled myself up, got back on the bike. That's where I discovered another bent derailleur hanger. Got it straightened out. Surprised I didn't break it. And uh, that's something on, on my bike. I used to go through bent derailleur hangers all the time. I, I used to think it was the way that the derailleur hanger hung off my bike. Uh, but I don't have that problem anymore that I've gone to a uh, a Shimano rear derailleur. I had SRAM on my stuff before, and I always remember it actually like hanging off the side of the bike a lot. And if just laying the bike down on the ground, it would touch the ground. And with the Shimano, when my bike's laying on the ground on that side, it doesn't touch the ground. Now, I I, uh, I never lay my bike down on the right-hand side purposely. But anyways, um, it... Uh, Back, back, back to the race. I, I could feel that, uh, that right quad. I could feel the left one just from the fatigue, but I, I could feel the right one, uh, whatever it was. I remember, I think I remember afterwards I had a big old, big old bruise there, but I pushed through the, the rest of lap six, shook things off, actually did okay considering both crashes. Uh, but I still dropped two minutes off of my previous lap pace. At that point, I had to get lap seven done faster than any other lap that I had done so far. I was pretty spent by this time and not able to pull it off. I was able to maintain and finish the lap about 30 seconds off of my lap five pace, uh, which was, uh, so I did my last lap in like 32 and a half minutes. So that's four minutes faster than, four minutes slower than my first lap. So it was, I was, I was fatigued and it was, I was obviously hurting. Uh, I'll admit when I came across the finish line, I was happy that I was not allowed to start an eighth lap and, uh, it was good to be done. All that said and done, I had completed seven laps in three hours, 36 minutes and 20 seconds. You know, I should have wrote the mileage down on there. So I, it's probably be out there on Strava or something somewhere, but, uh, I never put the actual mileage down in this, uh, race report, which is be handy for these lap races. 
was a tough day of racing and I was feeling a little beat up, but I love that feeling of accomplishment. Uh, I remember, I remember hanging around for the results. I was curious to see how he did, but I had finished 10th out of the, the 20 guys that were racing. Uh, I felt good about my finish as it was improvement over my spring results, even though totally different race. And there was half the amount of racers there. I had actually placed up with some of the guys that had kicked my tail at the, the woolly race. And then I also left less of a relative gap between myself and the leader than what I had at the, the woolly race as well earlier in the season. So I had made some notes here at the end of this back at the time that I wasn't sure if I would join the marathon class races again, um, or do some, the just race like one of the category races or something. Uh, I liked, I still do. So back then I liked the long distance stuff. Uh, I'm not sure why I think it's maybe the journey adventure part of it, testing that endurance, going through the suffering. Uh, I'm not, not sure why I, I, I can't explain it, but it's just, it's, it's what you, I don't even know if it's enjoyment, but it's what you enjoy, what you like testing yourself doing. But to this day, I still have some interest in uh, a 24 hour race. I think maybe more for the experience, just to know what it's like. Uh, one, to see if I can make it through the night, see if I can actually ride for 24 hours. Uh, I have that, I have that interest. Um, and I, I still did. I did back then as well, but I, just, I have not. Uh, I have not seriously looked into it yet. But I do have that interest. I, it's it's uh, it's out there on the bucket list. It's not the highest thing on the bucket list, but it's it's still there. It's something that one of these days I probably will will go do. But anyways, thanks for tuning in. So this is the last race report of my 2014 series. There was only three of them. Again, if uh, you know, let me know what you think of this. I'm going to be getting the 2015 series stuff out here fairly quick. You might find another episode coming in in between this and the 2015 series. We'll see how the timing works out. I've got a monthly training recap uh, coming out. Uh, you might have seen those on the blog lately. They're called the, uh, you know, what happened, what's up, and what's next. I got to go through, review what I did for training the previous month. And, uh, kind of lay out my calendar for the year, share some links of, you know, any race reports, anything like that I did for the the previous month. So I will probably do an audio version of those, add some additional commentary and that type of thing. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Endurancepath.com. Go to the blog and race reports and you can find the the written version of all these. And until next time, stay tuned and uh, enjoy. Later.